0: Hey guys, and welcome to the latest episode of The Startup Diary. I am
1: Harrison merge and I'm with my co-host, Adam Callow. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. If you're new to the show, this is where we share the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it's like to build a business. Harry, how are you, mate? I'm all right. I'm a little sweaty and a little jealous that you're in shorts
0: and I'm in denim.
1: Oh, I didn't even pay attention. Oh, you're in denim. I'm in, like-
0: I'm in denim, and it seemed like a... Good idea is a strong word, but I think it, f- it seemed like a logical choice. Um, but now I regret it. <laughs> and there's like no one in the office, so it's like I could just come in and super casual. My concern is I come across too casual. What, to me? It's not as if to we've got the, people here. To the office, to the office, mate. That's uh, I'm, a, I'm a professional.
1: Okay. So...
0: I would like to. Notice how I didn't
1: agree or disagree <laughs> with that comment. I just hey, went, no okay. Need, no need <laughs> to draw
0: attention to your lack of faith. Um, but yeah, all in all, mate, I'm good. How about yourself?
1: Yeah, good. Uh, oh, like quite positive right now. Actually, I think. Um, in case, by the way, guys, in case you're new here, uh, the dynamic of this is uh, I run Expert Trades as a company. Harry's my best friend uh, as well as colleague, been working for me and the business for about three and a half years now, H yeah that then it feels a lot longer, but if yeah you, if you look at it on a calendar <laughs> um so you'll so we the idea of this show is you get sort of both sides of the dynamic. you get a colleague who knows what's going on in the business as well as a friend that will call me out on my bullshit um, but I don't think we we drop too much bullshit on the show. I think we keep each other honest, don't we?
0: It would go against everything we've uh, built <laughs> so yeah, we try and refrain from bullshit
1: so. Um, And
0: and by the way, for anyone that might hear pitter-patter in the background, there is a dog in the room.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I was going to address that, but I thought, you've told everyone that you're hot, and I thought they're going to hear a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, they're going to think that's you. I think that'll be brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I've actually brought Arlo, uh, my dog, into the office today. Uh, for no real reason, actually. I just felt like having him in the office. Um, I'm going to spend a lot more time you're, with him you're walking You're sick
0: in. of the conversation from me. So you thought, I'd just bring an, uh, bring an animal in. It'll be
1: better. Yeah, just t- taking that out and just walking out the office, walking the dog, stay busy, mate, in your jeans. He'll
0: be editing the podcast soon.
1: <laughs> so that's what the of patter and the... Uh, <laughs> is in the background. Um, To be honest, mate, uh, to get back to your question is, I feel really good. I think for those of you that have been long time listeners, you'll know, and I think you're probably going through it too, there is um, a roller coaster going on in the economy, in businesses, in people's personal lives. uh, And we are all subject to that. Uh, And I've voiced a couple of my concerns or frustrations or worries on the podcast. Um, And then as a business, we've spent The last two or three weeks working on our OKRs, which are our objectives and key results and how we measure the company on a quarterly basis. Um, The most effective exercise I've done on top of that is work on personal goals as well. So just taking a bit of time to reset Mm. and work out what does success look like in my life and working out how does expert trades become the vehicle to allow me to do that? Um, which has just been really helpful. It's created some great conversations. I think we spoke about it in the previous show, uh, but created some great conversations. I think the previous show is actually the back end of a long conversation we had. Is that right? Was that the last one?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. We, uh, well, yeah, it was uh, It was a very long conversation and uh, it broke my heart to only publish a fraction of it, but it was probably best for the audience that we
1: that we only publish what we did. Yeah, I think it's one of the benefits of just me and you being friends as well as colleagues is we, we can chat, we can go mm. deep. Uh, but I think the bit that we dropped was probably the meat and bones of it. Yeah. (laughs) It
0: it was distilled down to 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. It was just nicely done at the end of the conversation. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm quite good at the moment right now. I think because I know what the company's driving towards by the end of July. So our financial quarter is May, June, July, Q one of our financial year, because I know what we're trying to do and everyone's on board and clear on that. And Mm -hmm. the whole team has demonstrated their clarity on what we're trying to achieve. I'm, letting go of the reins a little bit and letting the team get on with their work let them do their best work and two things for me is get my tasks done to make sure I don't let the team down and the company down and then as a CEO just unblocking everything that stands in the team's way of getting their tasks done so just focusing on those two things right now and feel pretty good about it Cool
0: um Something I wanted to just talk about, obviously with everything that's going on at the moment, we, we actually did, uh, we created something for the community um, mm-hmm. based around COVID and um, returning to work, safe practice and things like that for our trades. And we did something that we probably wouldn't normally do. Yep. And it, it's... Um, <laughs>
1: do you mean charge?
0: Charge, yeah. I, di- <laughs> I, I didn't know how to sort of say it without sounding like an absolute <laughs> idiot. But yeah, the, we we uh, we actually charged for something for yep. us. Um, and I remember we kind of had the conversation as well, like, does it feel a bit weird to be charging? Because of the subject matter, it was for the, the pandemic that's happened and things like that. Uh, but we obviously did a few different things as well. So what just to kind of summarize what we did is we created a PDF for for the trades. For f- We created a free version, which outlines uh, the safe practice that they're going to go back to. But we also offered a personalized if-they-paid-for-it version, um, mm-hmm. which would have company logo, signature, and some of their details on. Um, do you want to kind of explain the thought process of why you offered both? <laughs> and why you want to charge, you maniac? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th-
1: I think there's a there's a good friend and listener of the show, Jamie Fisher, right now, that is fist-bumping in the air because he likes when we charge for <laughs> stuff. Uh, he knows that we we give away too much value for free. And that's the, the way the company's been built is that mentality um, and that culture, which is we put our arm around the trade and we try and do everything we can for them for free mm-hmm. and we charge brands. Uh, and a couple of things have, I guess, just become more obvious in the last couple of months is one, we've built a really good relationship with our trade community. We've seen decreasing revenues from the brand side because of the nature of what's going on in the world. And that will pick back up. But one thing that was highlighted to me was I wish we'd done more for our community. Mm. And the reason we always sacrifice doing more for them is because we, we've naturally avoided charging them and because we sort of have this internal culture where it's like, no, 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 no let's do it for free for the trade. Uh, we'll, we'll work out a way to keep the business alive with other brand deals and bits like that.
0: Because, because it still costs us time and money to, yeah. to support
1: them even if we don't charge them directly. Exactly. There's a huge amount of costs in the business mm-hmm. still. So we've made our money on the brand side. But even... I think one of the most um, memorable moments of when this sort of hit me, I'm like, a trade called me up and it was in like six-figure debt because he just didn't understand the difference between mm. revenue and profit. And all this has kicked in and he's gone, wow, I didn't realize I had 18 grand on that account and 22 grand on that account and a personal loan there. Um, his personal outcomes are like four grand a month. And I'm like, wow. Mm. And I'm not saying that we could have helped that specific situation, but it really made me look internally and go, like we're here to help trades run a professional and profitable business. We need to start leaning into that and do more for them. And in order for us to do more, we need to charge. Some things we'll do for free. Some things we'll charge for. But I think as long, as, I think people are willing to pay for things that they see, deem as valuable. And one thing we'll never do is take the piss. And we've mm-hmm. we've grown our community and people know us. I'm not saying we're changing who we are, but I'm saying that in order for us to support the people we really truly want to support, which is the trade. And if you're a brand listening to this podcast right now. I stand by what I just said is the people that we truly deeply care about and want support are the trades because without that level of support, we can't do good brand work the good brand work we do is a byproduct of the relationship over the trade we have to protect that
0: mm-hmm. and and like we 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 try and partner with brands that we think will serve our trades the best like we don't ju- we don't just partner with a brand just because they might have deep pockets and they just happen to be paying the bills if they if they're poison to the community or they're just a bad name or just don't have a good reputation and mm-hmm. w- us partnering with them we're agreeing to be associated with that brand. So
1: there's a credibility thing. Yeah. Like you say, like we're not a gun for hire. We always mm-hmm. strategically partner with brands that way. So what we did, uh what you alluded to was this this sort of socially responsible PDF. Mm-hmm. So we put them in our Facebook group and we said, Hey guys, if we're thinking about doing this, who would want it? Because we've got hundreds of websites, six hundred and fifty, seven hundred websites that we manage for trades professionals. We've got hundreds of people using our app for quotes and invoices. And we had this idea on our all hands meeting was like, how cool would it be if we create a document that when they send with their quotes, a homeowner gets it with a quote and they also get a PDF attached, which is, by the way, we're aware of what's going on in the world. And here's how we're acting as a business to be socially responsible. Or on the website, it's got a tab that says social responsibility or social distancing or whatever you want to call it. And they click and go, okay, this trade is aware of it. For me as a homeowner, so we're, we're getting some work done at our house and, and my uh, my mum's to be house. Mm-hmm. She is my mom already. It's a new house. <laughs> <laughs> we're inheriting a new mother. <laughs> um, I thought, if, even if I just had an indication from a trade that they're aware of it, I'd be more trusting. And we're mm-hmm. trying to help our trades with more quotes. So we had this idea. And we went, okay, yeah, we can technically, we can add it to websites relatively easily. We can add it to quotes relatively yeah. easily. So I was like, okay, let's get to work and let's do this PDF. And then I've got this, one of my objectives this month, I've got a revenue objective. And by having a revenue objective and having it in front of me every day, I always have to come back to revenue because we've had a, a hit on revenue. I'm like, okay, how can I make money from this? And I guess the key thing is normally we'd say, Oh, it's for a trade we can't. Like we're just gonna do this for free. But I looked at it and I was like, Well actually there is a revenue opportunity here. And I pulled you aside and went, Harry, I said, like what's that one of our trades? And said, mm-hmm. do me a favor, sign something and send me a photo of it <laughs> <laughs> And they're obviously very trusting because he just like, sent loads of, cop- <laughs> <laughs> loads of copies of his signature. And then he was like, what's that for? And I went, I'll message you later. Like, I could have been doing anything at this point in time. Um, so we kind of like, went backwards and forwards and looked at this PDF and said, actually, there's a free version. But if someone wanted a personalized version, which was their brand colors, their logo, their contact details, nice signature at the bottom that looks professional. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked out how much time it would take you to do it and how many of those we could do in an hour and what profitability would look like on an hourly rate and all this good stuff. And we decided to launch a free and paid version at the same time, and I think you made a comment and you came in and were like, "There was no negative comments about that." Yeah. Like, what? What was the thing that you expected?
0: Well, I think it's primarily the subject matter, right? Because it's it could have been perceived as um, profiteering in a, yep. in a in a slight way because it's like, "What?" So you you're charging us for the privilege of telling our customers that we're compliant with this pandemic is like it's like the what's the uh thing the i'm not going to say the c word but you've you had the uh the one-liner where it's like you, you're not an entrepreneur if you're taking all the hand soap yeah, you're, yeah. If, if you're, you're seeing you next tuesday <laughs> yeah if
1: you're, if you're selling hand soap and toilet this is way back when it all kicked off if you're selling uh hand soap or toilet roll at a premium you're not an entrepreneur you just uh see you next tuesday yeah
0: and and yeah i was i was just expecting people just be kicking off because people kick off about everything. It's the internet. People yeah. like to have an opinion, but I was just, I was gobsmacked the fact that there was, I couldn't see, uh, cause when did you post it? Like last
1: night or the night before? Monday night. There, yeah.
0: there was, there was a load of comments and they were all either constructive comments, like someone wanted to add a bullet point, for example, which mm. we're probably not going to do because we've kind of fixed it. Cause there's a lot of text on there already. Um, but people, people liked the concept that we we created something for them at all. Yeah. Uh, people loved the personalised one. There was just no no one at all said anything negative, and that's unheard of on the internet. <laughs> Agree.
1: <laughs> um, and I guess to try and pull it back for the listeners of this show, I guess the reason that the reason that we're talking about it, and I guess why Harry brought it up, is most people shy away from charging Mm. um and i think there's a lot of company and i don't mean that like most people shy away i mean loads of companies charge for loads of shit but right now there's especially like a oh there's the sensitivity Mm. and i 100 percent agree that we do need to go into everything with the uh with just our sensitivity dial tuned up a little bit definitely but as a business when we look at it i think the biggest learning curve that i've taken out the last 8 to 12 weeks is if you can drive value for someone charge Mm -hmm. Because it creates a really solid one, a solid business. Because you, you got revenue, it's always helpful. Um, but two, it, this value exchange is is healthy. Like it also sets tone for what we're trying to do moving forward. So this was all part of a a bigger plan for us in terms of a campaign that I'm building called Bounce Back with Expert Trades, which is we're going to be leaning more into the trade services we do and charging for more stuff. And this was like a great test of our our concept right now and culture within the business is we can't charge the trade if we start to charge we'll lose trust we'll lose lose all the great stuff we've built for years all this community and i think one thing i'm realizing very quickly is it couldn't be further from the truth is if you build something that helps them they're more than happy to pay and regardless of what conceptions we have of how we want to scale the business there's some non-negotiables that we've understood which are one we should be doing more for our trade community Two, we need to keep the lights on in the business. Three, if we drive value, they're willing to pay. Put those three things in the mix, and it's like, well, it's obvious what we should be doing. Hmm. We should be building more services to help more of our trades and charge them more money. We'll have a £50 a month plan, a £100 a month plan, a 200 We'll have different tiers of plans that these guys can sign up for. And I promise you, when the team do work for trades and they see results like that, compared to a brand, when you're helping like a one, two, three person company having a real big impact, it's going to be so motivating.
0: And like we've kind of closed our eyes and ears to the fact that trades have been kind of same for a long time, like, because we, we'll put out content, educational content, here's how you do this, here's mm-hmm. how you do that. And they're like, great, love it, thanks for the content, super informative, I've tried it, can you just do it for me? Yeah. So there's an element of like,
1: to which we normally go. No, no, no. We're making this content so you can do it yourself. Yeah. So you don't have to bail us. But
0: like, what 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 we're really doing is saying, right? You need you need 28 hours in a day in order to get all these things done. Like, mm-hmm. we can educate you, but you've got to do it all yourself. When in actual fact, they they've actually served as good authority pieces for us to show that we know what we're talking about, and it means that they want to use us to provide that service for them, and that's kind of the. It's fi- It's the loop that's been incomplete for such a long time that we're now trying to just connect, connect the dots, and, and bring people full circle.
1: Completely agree. I mean, and it's not as if it's been incomplete because we've we've missed the trick. Mm. We've purposely like, we, we've, disconnected we've, that loop. Actively, like, we've not. unplugged it. <laughs> we've unplugged revenue on purpose, basically, because we go, no, no, we want you to do it yourself. Because you, what we say to people is, you can do it yourself. And the key <laughs> we thing don't, is. We
0: don't want to charge you. Please do it do all it yourself. yourself. Exactly. <laughs>
1: and I guess what, well, if you look at it now, is there's loads of courses online. People pay for courses mm-hmm. £50, £500, £5,000. There's prices for everything. But all the content you ever wanted in the world is online. But we pay for courses because it's packaged up in a way that is easily digestible. People just want to pay for either simplicity save my save me time and it's the the save me time thing for our trades that makes the world a difference like Mm. i know i can do this myself you show me that you can do it so do it for me and that just for us that changes how we think about our academy it's like we'll keep making content but now we're looking at content and saying we're going to make content that's applicable to things that we sell as a service but otherwise we have an incomplete loop it's hey here's how you do all these great facebook ads and they go great you're amazing at them can you do them no, 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 you can't pay us. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Exactly. So it's been a big shift for us as a business and it's going to be a culture shift for us because we're used to dealing with very, very specific packages and services, website package, office package, and then brand stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like eight or 20 pounds a month or a thousand pounds a month. And we're going to have to start playing more in the middle. Um, but I guess the key thing is for me is we've got a great community and if I just look at the business fundamentals is we only need, it costs about 50k a month to run this business, for sake. Uh, that sounds like a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Uh, but all of a sudden, if we can say, well, all that is is 500 trades paying us 100 pounds a month. For me, when I said that out loud mm, the first time, it's I'm like, not a lot. it's not a lot. Not considering our expertise, what we can do in the community size that we've got. And I'm not saying that's what we're going to do, but we're going to push towards that because I'd much rather say, well, we help 500 to 1,000 trades run really successful businesses, and here's the proof. The dog agrees, um, <laughs> in case you heard that on the mics. Um, he's signing up. Uh, but when I, I think one thing that I keep coming back to is, and you've heard me have, like, my own personal dilemmas is, like, I want to do something really meaningful and impactful.
0: Yeah, we've, we've even hashed some wild ideas out. Yeah, yeah, mentally. But haven't seen the light of day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, but it's like, And I think one of the disconnects that I'm having is I really enjoy the brand work. It's big, it's splashy, we can do some really fun stuff. But the stuff that I always come back to, like if we can help one or two man bands actually pay their mortgage, grow their business, have a better lifestyle, that's the reason I'm getting into coaching. It's that trigger for me. And if I can grow expert trades as a business and say, well, yeah, we've got 25,000 members. Yes, we've got all this great stuff. But these people on this plan, where we know not just the leads, we know profitability, like pounds and pence we're having this impact and what this equates to those people amazing this whole thing this whole COVID thing has given me an opportunity to go actually like what is the business I want to run like I want to support as many trades as possible we'll do content we'll do all this but if I could have a thousand trades professionals and we help them run fucking awesome businesses where they are getting quality time with their family they're running a business to get more life like if they can do this I'd be super proud of that. So we're engineering to come to that because I think we can charge community and build community at the same time. And we've always looked at it as a choose one. Grow community, give everything away for free, make money elsewhere. The learning curve for me, and people are going to listen to this and say, well, that's obvious, Adam. It hasn't been obvious to me because of like the, the train track that I've been on with the business the last four years. Now, sort of an opportunity to reset, rethink. And if I think about the business I want to be running in three years time, it's... How do we have a really big impact on people compared to how do we grow brand revenues and have a lower touchpoint per trade? Or rather have 500 meaningful relationships than 50,000 email contacts getting content from us is what I'm saying. And we and
0: this is quite an easy, I know, self-discovery that we're going through at the moment because we're, we already charge the trade. We just don't charge them. We don't provide enough services to charge them for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just the ratio of brand work to trade trade. Um, Products yep. that's shifting. For some people that give only give stuff out for free, for example, um, their biggest hurdle is like I feel like I can't charge for anything at all. So we've actually got it quite easy in comparison because people yeah. already people are already um, comfortable paying for things from us, and we're comfortable charging them for stuff. We just didn't want to we just didn't want to charge them too many too many times. Um, so I mean is there anything for people to take away that maybe um, don't charge for anything right now? Like how, how do you justify? Cause for the same reason we would go through when we create a new product, we put a price on it and we obviously <laughs> need to justify that cost either for someone that doesn't charge for anything or, or is struggling to price something appropriately. Like where, how do you find the right price and charge without, Without trying to be too um, profiteering, I guess I keep using that word, but I'm not even yep. sure if it's right. Because <laughs> um, you see a lot of courses out there that, for example, are like a thou- its a thousand pound for a course that's like ten videos long and just leaves you with a lot more questions than answers. They feel a little bit like clickbaity. You got you got me in, and you took money, and then you've not really educated me. Where there's
1: a, there's a few things, <clears throat> and I, like there's a bunch of stuff that you said that we could probably unpackage over like five shows. I think. Take our, let's just say we have no website package and office package and we, we're not charging trades anything. Our business would look very similar in terms of what it is today because what we do is we build community, build trust, give out free content, advice, benefits, and stuff like this. And what that does is creates attention and then we monetize that attention elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Simple. Do a great job for the trade. Brands pay us some money to, because we've got their eyeballs and their trust. And we'd we'd never do anything against that, but that's sort of the business that we're in. If someone listens to this now is saying, well, I've got a business and I've got a great community. Uh, And I think probably the most people listen to this, they've either been charging for something because they've got a business that's running. So you have to look at what you're charging for. But if you've got this thing on the side as an example, and it's like, I kind of want to do that full time, but I don't know how. Ignoring COVID, I think right now you you could have a community and you want to go and support it. The thing is right now is, it's really hard. I would probably say like, I'm trying to keep it very generic, but it's like on a case-by-case basis. But I'd say if you are struggling to charge, ask yourself why. Like what is your personal problem with charging? Uh, and some people might say, because well, I just want to help more people. But the, the thing that we've just gone through as a business is, well, we've realized we can't help more people yeah. if we don't charge for it. Like we can't help them. We can. Let's just say I can help Harry and... Uh, i add, add an incremental increase to his business of 1% if we give his stuff away for free. Or if I charge him for it, I can grow his business by 10% or 20% or 30%. If you are confident in the results that you can drive from what you are doing, whether you're selling a service or coaching or training or whatever you're doing, whatever your product does, if it actually creates value, I think that's where most people can overcome the hurdle of charging for something. If I think my time is worth... £100 pounds an hour, £10 pounds an hour, £500 pounds an hour. Whatever the number is, if I'm confident he sneezed at £500 pounds an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you tell he's your dog. <laughs> uh, whatever the number is, I think most people have... It's really weird and you can tell me I'm being fluffier because I can hear my own inner thoughts fighting this because I've, I've gone through this in the last mm. two, three years. And it's all what we're going through now. I'm at a point now and my learnings are... I am not making the impact that I want to because I'm not charging the money that I need to. If you're trying to have an impact on a specific customer type or a customer base, you need to make sure your own personal unit economics work. Otherwise, you're going to do a mediocre job for a lot of people. That's a really dangerous position to be in. And we're at risk of doing that for trades, doing a mediocre job for thousands of trades professionals. Because in the middle is where you die. Either give everything away for free and have another way to fund it, Or go really niche and charge a premium and go really deep and deliver a great job. I honestly think in the middle is where most businesses and most people die because they do mediocre for just enough money because they want to have, they want to help lots of people, not seem like they're charging too much. Mm -hmm. And that is where I think a lot of businesses will struggle and die. So I would, I'm trying to move to like one end of the spectrum, really. Cool. Um, I feel like that was a really shit answer, but... It's
0: tricky though without using actual examples, right? That's the problem.
1: Yeah, but I think the, the key thing is is don't think about now. The biggest thing that I'm going through today is like, what is the business that I want to achieve? What is the, What does it look like? Personal goals, let's nail that down. Business, what does it, the business need to look like for me to be happy? Then work backwards from there because if you know where you want to go to but what you're doing today doesn't get you there, categorically, you have to change it. So you have to play with the levers that you can play with. You have to increase the revenue. You have to increase the lifetime value. You have to increase your margin. You have to increase your cost. You've got to do something to get to where your business needs to be. Because if you carry on doing what you're doing now, nothing's going to change. And don't get me wrong. If what you do now you love, you're going to be doing it in three years' time, fantastic. Credit to you. But if you know where you're trying to go and nothing today gets you there, you've got to change it fall in love this is something that i learned years ago and it keeps coming back in lots of things i'm listening and reading right now fall in love with the target audience you're trying to support not with what you do today that needs to be nimble especially now we did a podcast i can't remember who was on there but risk has never been cheaper now's the time to test stuff vlad edelman vlad edelman he said risk has never been cheaper and he he couldn't he could not have nailed it that thing resonated so hard with me i'm like okay cool We've got all these conceptions of who we are and what we need to be, but it doesn't get to where we are trying to get to. So things need to change. So now risk is cheap. We can change a lot. Simple.
0: And then uh, just on like the, the idea of COVID at the moment, obviously there's a lot of people suffering um, job losses and everything like that. There's there's potentially less spending, but I've seen a few things that say that even though there's people out of work and that the actual spending power of the of there's a lot of money still moving around between people. So like th- this fear of like, can I charge at the moment because of everything that's going on is if anything, it's just going to kind of focus on th- the people that are be the people. I- I'm not sure how I'm trying to say this, but the, the people people have still got, the right people have still got the money. <laughs> That's what I was trying no, to no,
1: say. No, no, Your point is, I know, I know what you're saying, and your point, and your I'm point, glad you do, because <laughs> I'm struggling. But your point is bang on, is there is there are groups of people right now, and you could categorize them as the people that are not in a, and I feel for them, the people that are not in a financial position where they can think about two to three to four months out from today, mm-hmm. they're going to lock down. They're going to do what they can do to protect their mm-hmm. today. But there's a certain segment of your audience of your customers that are going to weather this and are trying to look to how they grow through this. You need to tap into those people right now. So one of two things. One, find those people. Two, be damn sure that your product, your service creates value because those people are going to be the most educated and sophisticated buyers because they're naturally Mm -hmm. on on that side of the scale of things. They're not the people that buy a thousand pounds course thinking it's a fucking bullet that's but gonna yeah. just solve all their problems. Like get fit, three minute workout a day. Take these tablets after 30 days, you have a. Sit. What, how though, do I get that? <laughs> <laughs> they're not your, your. They're not your customers because to your point, you buy something, you feel resentment, you have no lifetime value. What we're trying to do now, at Expert Trades, is find the companies that are like, cool opportunity right now. How do we find? How do we find the customers that are seeing this an opportunity that are prepared to spend and invest, but just be damn sure that you've got a good product. That's why I put a survey out last night. I don't know if you saw it in Facebook. We're trying to price our services now. And one thing that's missing from my puzzle is I actually don't know what the target salary from a trades professional based in different locations in the country, how much do they actually want to take home out of the business? Mm. We know their turnover because we've got the office package. I can tell you that for thousands of people. But I don't know how much they want to take out of the business as a salary. So I'm like, okay, if I'm trying to do my job properly, I need to make sure that we are pricing our services to a point where we can charge, drive value so they can achieve their goals. If we're eating into their potential salary take home on their profits without growing them in relation Mm -hmm. or relatively, then we've got a really poor product. It's like we can't charge a heat engineer a thousand pounds a month coaching program or a thousand pounds a month SEO package because the the business itself isn't the the right scale for that. We can charge a brand that's doing 20 million turnover, a thousand pounds a month SEO, fine. Trades aren't. So it's all relative. So that was a. Um,
0: this is part of the reason why we've been apprehensive to charge the trade in the first place, though, yeah. right? Because we've had no concept of how much they can sort of afford.
1: One, how much they can afford. But but two, what we're creating is a user journey of products and services. We're changing our product mix. So all of a sudden we go, okay, what does success look like for them? Well, they want to take home in the Midlands 35K a year salary. Cool. So what does that mean the business turnover needs to be for them to take that home? Well, we know labor, materials, we can build this profile up and say, okay, so in order to take 35K home as a heating engineer, you probably need to be turning over 75 to 90K So you've got loads of materials, like a job, a third of it's labor, basically, Mm -hmm. as an example. So we go, okay. So then we look at the data, we go, who are the people that we need to build services for? We go, well, these people are only doing 40K a year. So they're not very happy right now. We can't go and sell them this high paid service. So how do we get them to the next step to the point where they're doing 60 and when they're doing 60 how do we move them up to a service where they can afford it to get them up to 90 and then how do we help them get from one person to three people mm-hmm. so we're building like a trade user journey right now so we can grow our lifetime value with our customers at the same pace so that's what the survey was for last night I've got loads of data I had 162 responses from that Facebook post mm-hmm. last night it was anonymous. I said, like, who, like, where are you based? What trade are you? What's your revenue? How many people are in the company? And what salary do you want to take home? Whether it's salary, dividends, basically net cash in your bank every year. How much you want to take? The numbers are crazy. They're really interesting. Um, but it's gonna be to-
0: interesting if they actually, if there's any um, discrepancy between what they think they're actually taking and what the what the target is and what they think they're actually taking right now and what they're actually earning.
1: Oh, that. It, I, well, I know that would be massive. <laughs> I know it would be massive but it's an opportunity as well to hold the mirror up to them and go okay so argument's sake one of them was like he wants to take home 26k a year okay mm-hmm. and if I picked up the phone to him, I was like "How? What, what hours do you work and he's like out the door at 7 gets back at 7 does paperwork on a Saturday I'm like great your hourly rate's less than minimum wage
0: mm.
1: be, they don't know that it is it fucking is because of the hours that these guys are putting in yeah. they work really hard but because they're taking home that 27 or that 30 they're not seeing it relatively to. Why do you just get an easier job? I'm not saying I'm going to go and tell my trades to just go and get a job with British Gas, but I'm saying we need to help them run better businesses Mm -hmm. so they have more time for themselves, like make the business work for them. So for me, this whole thing has been personal for me, personal goals, business goals, doing that. And I'm like, this whole process we've just been through or going through, we should be doing that for our trades. Mm -hmm. Like for the members of this community, MBS, we should be doing it with these guys. Like we're looking at doing like, a monthly meetup package with these guys. Like, let's get 10 people into a cohort and let's support each other. Like, before we never would have thought about that, but we're like, we can create a huge amount of value for 10 of our listeners putting them together. Well, why aren't we doing it? So, there's loads of like really good initiatives coming out of this that I'm personally excited by. Like, I've been in a massive roller coaster in the last couple of weeks. I've been consistently good for like the last two weeks. And I'm just since the beginning of May, I've just been consistently good, which I'm really happy with. Um, and I just want to stay on this track right now because I feel like it's positive.
0: Like it. We will leave it there, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to get in touch, you can email that same email address. It's startupdiary at nbs.fm Adam any final words.
1: Um thanks for getting so far through this episode. I think it's been I I here's where I'm going to be honest. And I'm trying to do this thing where I'm like radical candor and it includes being on a mics. Radical candor. Yeah so Midway through this podcast, <laughs> midway through this podcast, you asked me that question in terms of like, how do we, how do things price and bits like that? And I hesitated so much. And it's because I'm so scared to give advice when it's not specific and topical. Mm. I don't want to give like bad advice. Uh, but this, what we're going through right now, I think there's so many takeaways for you. My biggest fear is that people listen to this and they go, that was a cool show. Like My challenge for you, and the I here's what we're going to do. If you get this far in the show, email me. Okay, It's adam at nbs.fm. And just whatever the podcast episode is, I just want you to do nothing else apart from just send me an email and just put the subject line as the episode number. So arguments say this might be 360 or 370. I don't know. Making numbers up here, Harry, as if I know what you ca- I can't tell now. you that either right so now. So whatever know. the episode number is, put in the subject line and tell me one sentence of what you took away from this episode. I love doing this show but I want to know that people are taking action off the back of it. Like The reason we do this show is so people can learn from largely the mistakes that we're making, feel like they're part of this journey with someone else because I know how lonely it can be to run a business. I want more feedback. Mm. I want to know that people are... Like, the growth of the numbers is great, the listeners, but listeners don't mean shit to me, to you, to Sam. We care about community. We care about actually making an impact. So whatever you're doing right now, just email adam at nbs.fm subject line and one takeaway, whether you thought it was a shit show, good show, what you're going to do off the back of it, just send me a goddamn email. Adam at mbs.fm. Speak to you soon, guys.